For Dallas Cowboy fans, the Green Bay Packers, and in particular Aaron Rodgers, was the boogeyman. He was John Wick. But is Jordan Love the same sort of menacing figure? Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys joins me to unpack all of that. You might or might not be surprised at what the answer is. We have a loaded slate of storylines of matchups to dig into all on a super wild card crossover Thursday that starts right now. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Oh, sorry. Got to get it out. The playoff chain. Got to get a little bit of shine. It is a crossover Thursday, a super wild card weekend. Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys. And we have a lot of fun. Let's go. Welcome inside another crossover edition. Locked On Packers, Locked On Cowboys, a super wild card version of crossover Thursday. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, joined by Marcus Mosher, host of Locked On Cowboys. This crossover Thursday episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for that first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Marcus, this is a familiar matchup for these two teams over the last I mean, if you're if you're as old as us, um 25 years, but really over the last 10 years as well. Uh, what do you what do you have your eye on here in far in terms of storylines for this game? So first of all, this is the ninth time that the Cowboys and the Packers have met in the playoffs. That's tied for the most between any two teams. So like you you mentioned that this is a familiar matchup. Like literally, yeah. we've never seen a, more matchups like this in the playoffs. <laughs> um, this is a scary matchup for Dallas. Uh, but the biggest storyline for me is. Can the Cowboys just take care of business? We're going to talk about uh, some of the keys to victory and some of the matchups and all that sure. kind of stuff. But Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites. They, they've won all eight games at home this year. They've won their last 16 games at home. This is why you, you fought so hard all during the regular season is to have the opportunity to host a home playoff game against the lesser seed. Now that we're here, can you actually go out there and do it? I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans that have like PTSD <laughs> from the last 10 years of the playoffs and the last 10 years of playing against the Packers. Yeah. I'm just curious to see if they could actually go in and get it done. Yeah. Part of that, right, is because the Packers as a franchise have not lost at AT&T. It's not just Aaron Rodgers because Matt Flynn went in in a game where they had no business winning in the regular season came back from 20 plus down or whatever it was, some crazy number. I think it was 24, right? Um, and, and came back and win that game. So Do you remember who made the big play in that game to, to win that one for Green Bay? 
I, I, it's, I'm, it's flying out of it my was, mind. Who was it? It was Micah Hyde that made like the game winning interception mm. late on well, the third down. And he also made that incredible play in 2016, jumping the, the, uh, the, the receiver screen yep. uh, on, yep. the, on the left side, in, incredible play. So a lot of, a lot of the, the people involved in those matchups, not around, right? Des Bryant, nowhere near this game. Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers, Julius Peppers, DeMarco Murray. Like they're not in the building. Zeke Elliott, they're not around. So that makes this particularly fun because the big one is Aaron Rodgers. He's not around. And so if if you're like looking at this from a storyline perspective, that's why this is there's this is we could do we could honestly Marcus do 30 minutes on just the storylines here because oh, yeah. of the Mike McCarthy of it all. And I'm coming back and and Matt LaFleur being the guy who replaced him and the the pressure on Mike McCarthy and on Matt LaFleur on Jordan Love like it is we are rife for storylines here man. This is great. Well, I also think like back in 2016 when it was rookie Dak and rookie Zeke with yep. a super, super young defense that really nobody knew anything about against a veteran team uh, with Aaron Rodgers and all, all those receivers, it's kind of flipped. I mean, the Cowboys are the veteran team. They've got Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore who played yeah. in a million playoff games. And I think this is Dak's seventh or eighth playoff game now, which isn't a ton, but Compared that to everybody else on the Green Bay Packers offense, like not named Aaron Jones, it's a ton of experience. So I'm curious to see, are is this game too big for the young Packer players, or are they too young to know any better? I would have to do the math, but I'm I'm, I'm trying to do it in my head. It might be the case that Dak has played more playoff games than all the Packers combined. Like Aaron Jones, because David Bakhtiari is not playing, it's basically Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark are really the only mm-hmm. guys who have seen playoff action. I would have to like Devondre Campbell. Maybe I'd have to go back and look, but like it's, it's not a lot. And that is something all season where they have benefited from being the underdog in these games. Matt LaFleur talked about it yesterday at the podium. He was just like, I love it. I love being the underdog. And when they've been most disappointing this season, it's been when everyone's just like, yeah, they're going to go take care of business against the giants on Monday night, which you and I were talking about before we jumped on here online. Mm -hmm. It was, Oh, they've taken control of all of this. And they go and lay an egg against Tampa Bay. Mm. It's been those moments where in their expectations of them that they have sputtered a little bit. But when they get to be the underdog, you go to Detroit on Thanksgiving and just like beat up the Lions. You play the defending champs incredibly tough at home and win that game. And again, that they look like from start to finish, they felt like they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these last two weeks, when they've just beat down division rivals to get into the postseason, they were they were road underdogs to Jaron freaking Hall, Marcus. Like, you don't think all week they're going, how can we be underdogs to this guy? That's a that's a, an issue for our friends at FanDuel. I made money on that. I hope you did too. But like, that, that's been the rallying cry here. And I think, I think we're going to see it again. And I have, look, it's not you, but I have already seen some Cowboys people on Twitter going, oh, everyone's picking the Packers. It's like, you're seven and a half point favorites. You don't, you don't get to flip this around and act like you're the nobody believes in us team. Please, you're the number two seed. Everyone thinks Dallas is going to win. Right. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, I don't know how much the underdog part of it means once you get to the playoffs. Cause like, yeah, I don't, Dallas isn't going to be overlooking Green Bay the way that maybe other teams do in the regular season, just because yeah. the stakes matter more. And yeah, it matters a lot what the Cowboys are, are going to do here. I mean, this, I don't want to say Mike McCarthy is coaching for his job because I think that's unfair. But if the Cowboys lose this game, you're going to have a lot of conversations. And again, that's yeah. not fair to Mike McCarthy at all. But that's just the state of the world that we live in with the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. So this is a game where 
I fully expect the energy level from both sides to be super high right from the get-go. It's just, I, I honestly, I think, I think Peter, the thing that I'm most curious to see is do the Packers come out and look anxious or do they look excited? Are they nervous? I think we'll get a good idea how this game is going to go. Like in the first seven minutes. I think you're absolutely right. And and the, that has been a bellwether for much of the season with green Bay. Like if they come out as they did, the Chargers, the the Chiefs, the line during this winning streak that they've been on, you have seen from the jump, they they are confident in their game plan. They know what they want to do, and uh, like we we saw it in twenty sixteen, right? That was the Packers oh, jump out to the big lead. The Cowboys come back, but we've seen Mike McCarthy in the playoffs coach tight. We've seen mm-hmm. Matt Lafleur in the playoffs coach a little bit tight, not always have the best game plans in some of these games and also had some awesome ones too. Mike McCarthy, same thing. So I think both of these coaches quietly, like Mike McCarthy is going to get all the headlines for stuff that he has to prove. The Packers are playing with house money. That's true. But Matt LaFleur, I think probably wants to get a little bit of a monkey off his back. Like let's, let's go out and beat a team that people don't think we can beat. That would be pretty big for, for Matt LaFleur's legacy. Yeah, and it's also big for Mike McCarthy's, right? Like if, sure. you can, if you can beat your former team in the playoffs uh, and win this game and to get into round two, I don't want to look ahead too much, but look at the teams that you could potentially be playing in the round two. We've been saying it all week on uh, on Locked On Cowboys. We feel like if the Cowboys can beat the Packers in round one, believe it or not, they might have an easier matchup in round two just because of personnel. And also confidence. Like once you get that first win, there's this big side that you can kind of have a little bit. This is probably going to be the Cowboys toughest challenge over the next two weeks. Yeah. I I, I think that's a great point though. Like just exhale. Okay. We made it. And now let's just go handle our business where this game is going to like outsized importance, a lot of pressure on the Cowboys. If that first quarter, like, and I said this, Bob, we had Bob Sturm on the program earlier in the week and he was like, what is AT&T going to sound like at halftime if it's 14-10? Like it it the Pins fans needles, everybody's could be, be out, yeah, right? the fans could be feeling that too. So that's part of this if you're the Packers, you want to get out fast cuz you know you're going to have to score a lot of points. Like there's going to be a lot of points in this oh, game. Yeah. Take, yeah. take the over in this one guys. Our friends at FanDuel have this at 50 and a half and I don't I don't think that's high enough. Like Teams I, it's going to be it's going to be a race to 30 in this one for sure. And we're going to talk about how both of these teams are going to get there in just a second here at Locked On Packers. Locked on Cowboys crossover edition. Today's crossover Thursday brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. We all want to be the best versions of ourselves in the new year. You're probably making resolutions. Some of them you might be able to easily keep. Some of them might be a little out there. And it would be nice if you could give yourself a break to say, look, I've already accomplished a lot. And that's okay. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Find reasonable outcomes for you. Therapy can be such a tool for you to help you achieve your goals. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. I know the Packers are, that's for sure. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers and Locked On Cowboys your first 
listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today and on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 sports streaming channel. All right, coming back here, Locked on Packers, Locked on Cowboys, a crossover Thursday. Marcus, uh, when you look at these two teams, and when I was trying to break this down, watch the tape, look and dig into all the numbers that we have at our disposal, we've got more data than we know what to do with around here now. And so I, I was trying to find ways that I feel like the Packers could exploit the Cowboys. Frankly, I didn't come up with a lot of answers. When, when you look at this, for, for Dallas, where do you feel like they have the biggest advantage in this game? Well, I don't know if it's an advantage, but I think the thing that makes Cowboy fans the most worried about this game is just how well Jordan Love has played. I mean, yeah. you just watch him. I, I watched that Bears game live, and there were several throws in that game where he put the ball on the money and the receiver just dropped it. I'm thinking about the one pass in the back of the end zone that he th yeah, threw. Mountain. Yeah, which is an absolute bullet. If Jordan Love just has one of those games where he's – 30 of 35 for 350 yards and he's throwing the ball down the field and he's aggressive. I'm not sure there's much the Cowboys can do about it. I mean, they're obviously going to do whatever they can to create pressure, but Jordan Love just has this ability to go nuclear for like a half. And if he does that, sometimes you just have to tip your hat and say, Hey, you got us. That's yeah. what makes us the most concerned is, is if Jordan Love just has one of those big games, I'm I'm not sure what the Cowboys can do to counter it. And, and you know, the, the Dak Prescott offense has been really good all season. We've been talking about it all week on Locked on Packers. This is a surgical group. And and that is, you know, to be sure, um, from a Joe Barry perspective, going to be the biggest question that you have if you're the Packers. Like, what kind of answers do you have? I thought it was really interesting. And, and I wrote about this on the Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Um, the the CD Lamb game last year. He just ate up the Packers. But the Packers also didn't really do anything that special to try and contain him. They didn't travel. Jair Alexander. I, I looked this up, Marcus. Pro Football Focus charting has seven different defenders as the closest defender to CeeDee Lamb in that game. Mm. Like, we're talking about Isaiah McDuffie, who's a backup linebacker. Like, in zone coverage, sometimes you're going to catch some that stuff happens. like that. But seven different guys, when you have Jair Alexander at your disposal... That's craziness. Like that, that stuff just cannot happen. But that was before the Justin Jefferson game where they let Jair travel and even in the slot and all those things. So it presents a unique challenge. I'm, I'm so excited, genuinely excited to see how they decide to deploy Jair because that was a Joe Barry question. He went to Russell Douglas last year before that, that week 17 Minnesota game and said, Ja, do you want to travel with Justin Jefferson? And Ja said, Hell yeah. Yeah. And so they built the game plan around that. Are they going to do that again this year? Do they have faith in Jair Alexander to do that? Is Matt LaFleur going to want to do that after he suspended Jair Alexander, you know, two weeks ago? That's, that's a fascinating thing to me. I want to ask you this, Marcus, because I was looking at the numbers and by EPA per play, the, the Cowboys first half, second half, there's a, there's a pretty big difference. First half, second half, they go to like from one of the five best defenses in the league. It's like, kind of average like 15th in EPA per play over the second half of the season, 26th in success rate. Is there something specific you can point to and say, this is why the defense looks different. Four of their best five by DVOA performances came in the first half as well. Like what is different? 
I mean, part of it is I think they got it in so many of these games in the first half, and then you play a little bit of prevent defense in the second half. You look at like the first half of the, se- the season, they didn't play a close game. Like every no, game was a blowout. Yeah. Every, well, or they got blown out by, or they got blown out by San Fran. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, so I think that plays a part of it as well. Listen, the other thing that we need to talk about is the Cowboys run defense. We've mm. seen at times this year, they've been good enough to get them to third down where they can rush the passer. We've seen other games like the Bills game where they were so bad that they never even got the opportunity to force Josh Allen to throw the ball. I think he had like six completions in that game. I mean, it was wild. Now, the Miami game the following week, they actually did a lot better stopping the run. So what type of run defense do we get from the Cowboys in this game? Is it average where Aaron Jones is averaging four and a half yards per carry? and you're at least forcing them into decisions? Or is it one of these games where the Cowboys cannot force the Packers to be in second and long, third and long at all? I think that's one of the most interesting things for me. Yeah, just looking it up, um, the Cowboys in the second half of the season, 16th in EPA per rush. So for the season, good numbers by DVOA and all those things, but there have been some leaky things. And over the last three weeks, Marcus, no running back in the NFL has produced more than Aaron Jones. He missed a big chunk of the middle of the season, um, much to the chagrin of a lot of fantasy owners, I'm sure. But the last three weeks, he has looked like he has fresh legs. And yeah. I'll tell you this, the guy who last year at Lambeau did the Marshawn uh, as he went into the end zone and who two year, three years ago now, I guess it's almost four calendar years, waved bye-bye as he went into the end zone, four touchdowns or whatever that was in 2019. He's been playing with an edge lately. Mm. And like, got into a scrape after the, the Vikings game is getting into the faces of bears players in this most recent game. Like he's, he's playing with a different level of force right now. It's really fun to watch because he's this very reserved guy. He's fun loving. Um, he's, he's the, the son of, of a military man. So he's very yes, sir, no, sir. But lately he's been kind of an MFer, and that's a, that's a really cool transformation to see. Um, I, I, I if the Packers come out, running the ball early. I just, I think that's going to, that's going to set the tone a lot on both sides, right? Like if Dallas stops the run early and you're forcing Jordan love say, okay, Jordan, you're, you're getting all the smoke blown right up the old, you know what? Mm -hmm. Like, let's see what you got. If you can stop the run, that becomes a different ball game. If Aaron Jones is ripping off 10 yard rips um, and he did it against the, the Vikings and the, the bears, two very good defenses, the last three months of the year. I, I think that that's, that's going to be some, one of those like early, early bellwethers of like, okay, if the Packers can run the ball, they're going to be able to score a lot of points in this game. That's just, that's just the way that I feel about it. And for the Cowboys side of things, I want to mention Brandon cooks who has really yeah. gotten going over the last month. We've seen when he's been, or when the Cowboys Why did it take been, so long. Well, I mean, I think they're, they were still trying to figure out the number two spot between Michael Gallup and Brandon cooks and trying to figure out who should be playing where, over the last eight weeks, they basically just phased Michael Gallup right out of the offense. I mean, he's when he's out there, he's just doing cardio. Like he, that's he looks his like a, a very diminished version of his right. former self. So the Cowboys are using a lot more two receiver sets, and even when they go to three receiver sets, it's not Michael Gallup's not on the field. But you've seen at home, Brandon Cooks is averaging like sixty yards per game. So if the Packers decide to put Jair on CD Lamb, or they decide to use some bracket coverage in the inside to slow down city lamb. Brandon cooks is the guy in this one. He should have a strong matchup 
uh, with whoever corner, whatever corner he's going to be going against. Dak trusts him to be in the right spot. He's caught, I think, three touchdowns over the last three weeks. He's the one guy, if he gets going early in this game, I have a hard time seeing the Packers slowing down this Cowboys offense because you have to devote so much attention to CeeDee Lamb. Jake Ferguson is a really big weapon in the middle of the field. They can still run the ball a little bit. If Cooks gets going, this offense should have no problem scoring 30 points. I struggle to see how they don't score 30 points in this game unless Dak just decides he's going to turn it over 16 times. Like that, they they scored what 28 last year, and he turned it over twice. Like, yeah. like yeah, even even with that one in, in the Green end Bay. zone, yeah, which they, it, yeah, they are notoriously a bad road team, right? And so that's that's one of those things where we we've probably not talked enough so far about Dak Prescott because for most of the season I was saying he's the MVP. Um, I've kind of come all the way back around to like, it should either be him or Josh Allen and neither of them are going to win. No, um, but I, I was like looking at all the numbers as I was writing this piece the other day about how to, to deal with CD lamb. And I was like, okay, so he's the best quarterback against man coverage. He destroys zone coverage. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over. No turnover worthy plays. Can't doesn't like he's can't blitz them handles pressure. Well, I was just sort of like, man, we really, for, for a Cowboys quarterback, why does he not get the national attention for being as he has been, he's been phenomenal this year. And I understand. Okay. The, the whole, like something that Landon and I have talked about over on lockdown sports today, a bunch of like, yeah, they're, they're not winning these, these games against good teams, but I just feel like I, I told someone today, I said, I'm going to vote for Josh Allen for MVP and Dak Prescott for first team all pro, just because like, I feel like no one has played the quarterback position better than Dak this year, but no one's been more valuable to their team than Josh Allen. I mean, a lot of it is just schedule based. The Cowboys played like the Rams earlier in the season when the beat Rams the crap had a out of them. Yeah, and they beat the crap out of the Rams, but it's early in the season before the Rams started peaking. Right. So we don't count that. The Cowboys beat the Eagles like on the second game of this losing streak. So we don't really count that either. <laughs> yeah. That was a big game. Yeah. So a lot of it just depends on the games that you watched and it's whatever. But this is, I think this is the best Cowboys season we've seen from a quarterback since, since. I mean, it's been a while, so I, that doesn't mean he's going to have a perfect game. There can always be tip passes. There can be bad reads that fool him. But I think this is the most confident that I felt in Dak going into a playoff game that I, we'll see how high the ceiling is, but it feels like the floor is relatively high going into this. One. Is this the best Cowboys team? Let's start here. Is this the best Cowboys team in the McCarthy era? We talked about this on uh, Tuesday's episode of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. I actually, I think the answer is the 2021 team. They were just deeper at every spot. They were healthier on the offensive line. Uh, but this offense, this is certainly Tyron's the best. Two years younger, too. Yep. It, this is the best the offense has played. And I think that's what gives you the most hope going into the playoffs is if they're going to just score 30 points in every game, it's going to be really hard to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, it, to me, I, you're you're probably right. The 2021 team. I feel like because Dak is playing at this level, and and now we've seen him sustain it over the last couple of seasons with Mike McCarthy. Um, I feel like this is the most comfortable I've been in the regular season talking about them as a postseason team. Like right. in 2021, I was like, I still expect them to screw this up. Like I, it doesn't. I don't know that it didn't feel sustainable, but it was just sort of like, uh, I don't know if I buy this. During the course of the regular season, I'm like, the Cowboys are scary. The Cowboys are really, really good, and I think it works in the postseason. And so I think you can make the case this is the best Cowboys team since since those Tony Romo teams and maybe even before that. 
Um, I mean, this is certainly better than the 2016 team that the Cowboys had because they're just the quarterback play is way better. Right. 2014, the defense was not very good, even though Romo and Dez were playing at a ridiculous and, and Murray, rate. Yeah. Yeah. The defense is just so much better, but it all depends on what you do in the playoffs. That's why it's going to be a lot of fun to see it on Sunday. It is. And so we're going to try and figure out exactly what it's going to take for both of these teams to try and win this game. We're going to do that in just a second here. A Locked on Packers, Locked on Cowboys, Super Wild Card crossover edition. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk for just a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or my son or daughter got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be, be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important or easier to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. And thanks to Everton Makes Locked On Packers, their first listen every day. Thanks to Everton Makes Locked On Cowboys, their first listen every day. You can't make both your first listen, unfortunately. I guess you could listen to them at literally the same time, but I, can you do that yeah. on the same account? Probably not. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. I promise you this one will be on there a bunch over the next couple of days. Locked On Sports today here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This has got to be the best uniform matchup of the weekend, too, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. It's not even this close. Like I mean, it's just it's unassailable, unimpeachable yeah. matchup. Yeah. I this is this is gotta be one of the ones where the NFL is just like, thank you. Like yeah. oh, the yeah. football gods, the the network gods, everyone's just like, This is this is so great. Thank you so much. Well, that Lions, uh Lions Rams after this is just perfect. It's great. It's a perfect Sunday. It's gonna be a great Sunday. I can't wait. Um, and so okay. We got to figure out who's going to win this game. We got to figure out how they're going to win it. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna ask it this way. For the Cowboys, the one thing that has to go right, so it could be the thing that can't possibly go wrong, the one thing that has to go right for them to win is what? They have to keep Dak Prescott clean with their six-man mm -hmm. protections. So I feel really good about the left side of their offensive line. Tyron Smith is playing some of the best football of his career. Yeah. Tyler Smith. Ever heard of him? <laughs> Tyler Smith might be an all pro left guard. He might even be better than Zach Martin, who's their right guard right now. Wow. The matchup that makes me really nervous is Terrence Steele against Rashawn Gary. So mm. we've seen a couple games this year against the Eagles. Uh, Terrence Steele gave up 12 pressures and three sacks against the Lions. Aiden Hutchinson dominated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 12 pressures? 12, 12 pressures and three sacks. I think seven hurries against the San Reddick. Horrible day, no. but he's also bounced back and had shutouts. I want to, I'm curious to see how much help the Cowboys give Terrence Steele. And if they feel comfortable enough, just using their five offensive linemen to protect Dak, 
because if they if they do and they can protect him, I just don't see how Dak won't tear up the secondary. I, Dak is just too good of a quarterback. They have too good of weapons. But if Dak has pressure in his face, they're having to start keeping more running backs in the backfield, more tight ends in the backfield. That's where things get a little bit hairy. So watch that Terrence Steele. Rashawn Gary matchup. I think that's going to tell you everything you need to know on that side of the ball. I was just looking these numbers up before we jumped on here. So adjusted sack rate is sack rate minus things like throwaways. Mm -hmm. The Packers offense sticks in adjusted sack rate. The Cowboys offense 12th. And this is the one that I think is going to, is going to flip your wig a little bit. The Packers defense is sixth in adjusted sack rate this season. The Cowboys are 18th. I, that, that shocked me when I saw that because I think of this team as a team that can create all sorts of havoc with their pass rush. I'm, I'm not going to be like, Oh, they've got a middling pass rush now because the sack rate are, are is what it is. I don't think that's true. They don't get a bunch of sacks though. That's, that's just true. They don't get a bunch of sacks, but what they've, what they've done to teams is to have them change their game plans where they're having to get the ball out quick. Right. And it's resulted in Deron Bland setting the pick six record, right? Because yeah. they can jump routes. If the Packers can protect and then start to hit on some of the double moves. That's where things get scary for Dallas. And so the the thing that the Packers have done the last couple of weeks that I have really liked is they have played more man coverage behind. CeeDee Lamb kills man coverage, number one PFF against man coverage. 4.22 yards per route run against man coverage, which is just like, an, a that's a fake number. Like that is not a thing that anyone should be able to do. But I don't know. So I don't know if they're going to play a ton of man, but they've been using these five-man surfaces of late, it was something that Raheem Morris did in that Rams Super Bowl run to get a bunch of one on ones. And this is to your point about let's isolate Terrence Steele one on one against Rashawn Gary or whomever. And the the Cowboys against five man pressures, they they become 16th in success rate when you bring five. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you you are so sorry they're they're 16th in explosive plays. They don't create big off that. So the Packers defense, all they want to do is not give up explosive plays. So I think that's the best way to do that. The the defense is is a tough one. I like I don't have a lot of answers for Joe Barry. I I just don't. Um, put Jair on on CD Lamb as much as you can would be what I would say. And and here's the thing for me: uh, don't turn it over. Yeah, don't turn it over. I know that's like simplistic, but. The Cowboys, I believe in all five of their losses, lost the turnover battle in all those games. Mm -hmm. And so you can't, if you want to win the turnover battle, it's really hard to do that if you have giveaways. So don't give the ball away and you have a good opportunity. Um, I think the Packers are going to score on this Cowboys defense because I think they can stay balanced. I think they can run the ball effectively enough. And for all of the good things that this Cowboys defense can do, you've got Stephon Gilmore playing in his shoulder harness. That's not ideal. This Packers offense is really, really, really fast with Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs and, and, and we'll see if Christian Watson can play, but the tight ends are really fast with Luke Musgrave and, and Tucker craft. Um, but the, the Cowboys defense 24th in DVOA on throws to the middle of the field. That's where Jordan love kills teams, especially off play action. And so I feel like this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be one of those like heart in your throat kind of games that ends up 35, 31. And I, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Um, I think the Packers can win. I think the way that I usually do this, Marcus, is if I think one team can win by double digits, but the other one can't, I'm going to pick that team, the yeah. team that I think can win yeah. by double digits. I think it's more likely the Cowboys win by double digits than the Packers. But I also think if this is a close game and the sphincters tighten over on that Dallas sideline a little bit, 
and we've seen that happen sure. before. That's when I think the Packers, if they can keep this close the whole way, that's where they can win it. They win it late on a late drive. Um, probably not a late stop. Let's be honest. It's Joe Barry. So I think I I think seven and a half is too much. You take the points in a shootout. I so I think this is one of those like 28, 31 kind of things, 35, 31, even 35, 27. Um, wait, is that too many points? No, that's that that covers technically. Um, so I think I think that's where I see this game. But I I there is a, a roadmap for sure for the Packers to pull this upset. One last thing just here from the Cowboys that we haven't mentioned. We have not mentioned Micah Parsons once. Mm, well, played, pretty good at football. Pretty good at hold football. Him. Just hold him. I mean, literally, I, I'm not joking <laughs> when I say the Packers should just teach their guys how to hold really well. He's not drawn a holding call in 11 games. He's That's not wild. drawn illegal hands <laughs> in the face all season. But in his last three play, I'm sorry, in his three playoff games that he's played, he's only played three in his career, double-digit pressures in every game. Wow. He knows how to turn it on when it comes to the playoffs. And what we've seen from Dan Quinn over the last three years is he's going to play almost every snap. And when he's not playing edge, he's going to be lining up at linebacker. So there's not going to be Micah Parsons coming off the field. And that's when you can expose the Cowboys. Uh, he's got, he's the key for Dallas. If he gets 10 to 12 pressures and he's constantly harassing Jordan love, they're going to be fine. But, if Green Bay can limit him at all, that's when the big plays could happen. Yeah, Zach Tom has has turned himself into one of the best right tackles in the NFL. He is so damn consistent. Um, that's a that's a terrific matchup too because it's two mm -hmm. undersized freak athletes. Zach Tom, like a, a nine plus relative athletic score. He's like two ninety two, <laughs> or however however much he weighs. And Micah Parsons is what the like two forty soaking wet. So yeah. it's that it's that same sort of this is speed and athleticism against speed and athleticism. Um, so this is, this is going to be a fun matchup. I, I so cannot wait. Um, we'll be back tomorrow here. Locked on Packers, locked on Cowboys and, and then live after the game. This is going to be an absolute blast. Super wild card weekend. We will talk to all of you very soon. All right. Thanks to Marcus for joining the show. Awesome. Awesome to talk to him, him and, and Landon McCool over there at locked on Cowboys, two of the best we have on our network. I always love talking to those guys. And I'll tell you, we talked about this last year. They, they do not like this one bit. <laughs> they, they do not like the Green Bay Packers being the matchup. They do not like Jordan Love because he's playing like the other guy that used to torment this team. So this could be the start of a new chapter in this Packers-Cowboys rivalry. Back tomorrow. More to come here before we get live. Before we get live on Sunday, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on our YouTube page, go subscribe over on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.